people connect with people. And that's what the church is all about. Like we need each other. And so if you share a story about somebody who overcame the crippling fear when they were diagnosed with cancer and how God led them through that. Welcome back to the Social Media Church Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Aaron Magnuson, not joined today by my other co-host, Nils Smith, but I am joined today by one of our probably top five fan favorites of the Social Media Church Conference. And we realized that not everybody listening to this was able to attend the conference. Stay tuned. Watch this space. There is incredible stuff coming. Uh, and a little birdie told me probably some replay access. Uh, so make sure that you're on our email list, subscribe to all of those things. That is the number one question we're getting asked right now. For those who attended and weren't able to attend, how do we watch all of these incredible speakers at the conference? Well, that is coming. So make sure you're uh, following us on social media, listening to this podcast every week. We will give you instructions uh, coming very soon as we roll out our post-conference plan. Lots of cool things coming. Lots of uh, yeah, I, I don't want to say too much, but one of the things that we're going to be doing in the meantime is having some of our speakers from the conference come back, especially ones who haven't been on the podcast that we want to make sure that you're introduced to, uh, one of whom we have here today, Dr. Jen Bennett, uh, one of just the most incredible speakers that we had at our conference this year, a new voice to me. And so I know probably maybe a new voice to some of you listening. Uh, and Dr. Jen, we're just so excited to have you here. And after I listened to your talk at the conference, I could not wait to get you on the podcast. There were so many comments on your video specifically about how, uh, what we're going to talk about here today uh, really impacted people, helped them reshape and rethink about how they're doing social media within their church and how ultimately they're telling stories. But Dr. Jen, do you want to just let us know, introduce yourself to our audience uh, and just kind of kick things off? Yes. Thank you so much for that great welcome. It is my absolute pleasure to be here today. I love talking all things social media and the church. So Aaron, thank you so yes. much for having me. Um, as you mentioned, my name is Dr. Janet Bennett. I currently live in Indiana. My family and I moved here a year ago after I was offered a um, professor position at Indiana yes. Wesleyan University, where I teach strategic communication classes. And there's really a funny story behind that because I never imagined myself living in the Midwest. I am originally from Florida. Then we were living okay. in North Carolina for two and a half years. And I remember years ago, I said, I will never live in the med Midwest, never happening. And here we are. We survived yeah. our first winter. I feel like we were becoming Midwesterners. So life yes. has been How, how good. was that winter, uh, by the way, <laughs> living in Florida? And I don't think there's a ton of snow in North Carolina. Uh, how, how was that first winter? I have family in the Midwest in Wisconsin. So I'm curious uh, from your perspective. Yeah. Yeah. We made it. You know, it nice. wasn't as bad as we had envisioned it to be. I think we came up with like these worst case scenarios yes. um, where we would be trapped in our house and like I wouldn't be able to drive. And I was terrified of driving, oh, yeah. but we did it. Like the roads get cleared so quick yes. here that 
it's absolutely no issue. And I felt, I tell everybody this, I felt like a real adult driving out there in the snow. Yes. Uh, but yeah, we survived and um, yeah, here we are loving it. That's that's awesome. And when when did you move to Indiana? I'm, I'm curious if you've taught physically in classes or did you get the job there during the COVID season where you've only been teaching online classes? Yeah. So I did get the position when all this craziness with COVID was happening. We wow. still met in person, but I had to teach with a mask on. Um, students had to wear masks. We were, oh, you know, separated. So we didn't have um, we had to have classrooms that were big enough to keep students separated from each other. Um, but it actually ended up being a really great year on campus. Awesome. The hardest part was teaching with a mask on. I mean, that's just yes. not, that's not easy to do. So the, the irony of teaching strategic communication with right. a mask on, uh, <laughs> strategically uh, had to do that. I, I want to hear about what separates strategic communication apart from communication. But Dr. Jen, what did you do before uh, your teaching career there in Indiana? Yeah, goodness. I feel like God has had me on a path with a variety of things. So prior to that, I was working at um, Wake Forest University, where I oh, was wow. the communication and program director for the Center for Entrepreneurship. So I had the opportunity to do everything communication-wise, along with teaching entrepreneurial marketing there. And then prior to that, I was at home. In 2009, I had my son. And wow. in 2011, I said, you know what? I want to be home with my with my kid full time. And at that time, I was teaching high school students and I was a school administrator at a private Christian school. And so I resigned. I came home to be with my son. And it was at that point that I was like, okay, I like being home, but I want to keep doing stuff. And so yes. I um Dope. Spoken like a great entrepreneur, right? Spoken yeah, like right? a true entrepreneur. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> yeah. And so at this time, social media was getting super popular. Yes. And I was like, you know what? I really like this social media thing. So I dove in, ended up working with a Forbes top 10 social media influencer, partnered with her and just learned a ton of stuff and ended up really helping ministries, churches, um, leaders, businesses, organizations with their online platforms. And so God just opened this new door for me to really help people with their online presence. I started speaking at conferences um, and it was really a great, um, a great season of my life. And then obviously when my son got older, I decided I wanted to start looking at getting into higher education and yeah. working um, on college campuses. So here I am. Wow. That's yeah. incredible. Uh, so great. Dr. Jen, you go by everything I see is Dr. Jen. So if, if, if your close friends call you Jen, I've just learned you uh, as Dr. Jen. So I'm just going to keep saying Dr. Jen. Uh, <laughs> is, is, there, is there a doctorate behind the doctor or where does the doctor come from? Yeah, it's my doctorate that I got. Gosh, when did I graduate with it? <laughs> You don't have to say the year if you don't want. I am curious. Where did you graduate from and what uh, yeah. what is the doctorate in? I think it was in 2013, Nova Southeastern University, which wow. is a university in South Florida. Um, my husband and I went at the same time and we got our degrees in instructional um, leadership and curriculum development. And wow. so, 
it has really, um, it's really worked out well for us. Yeah. What a unique uh, marriage of that concept of kind of just the strategic parts uh, of communication and then marrying that to this digital age and implementing it on social media. And there's so many things that you've done, uh, writing a book, doing a podcast. Uh, I don't know how you have time for all of it. You're also teaching students how to do this for themselves, contributing to conferences like the social media conference. Uh, I, I know that they're all kind of connected, but that's a lot of stuff as well as raising a family. Um, so let, let's dive into strategic communication. Obviously, most of us have heard of a communications degree. We maybe have even heard of different branches within that college at a particular mm-hmm. university or college. Um, what specifically sets strategic communication apart from just a general communications degree? Yeah, so strategic communication, you kind of think of it like an umbrella term. It includes things like public relations, marketing, advertising, social media, all of those things. And with the way our world is moving forward with um, online, you know, communication, traditional communication. I mean, this is what I love about this degree program is that you get a degree in strategic communication you're going to be useful to a company and organization because companies today need help with their communication, whether that's in PR, marketing, advertising, social media. So yeah, it kind of um, encompasses all of that, which to me makes it super exciting. Yes. And I I can make a guess uh, at where or how this lands you uh, to talking about things like storytelling. But I, I'm curious for churches, because we, we know that communications is, is a big piece within churches, in some cases because it's so lacking, and in other cases because there needs to be communication, uh, but maybe the strategies aren't there, or it's just a big part for l- both large and small churches. Uh, so if you're listening to this podcast, you fit into one of those categories. <laughs> Uh, one of the things, at least on this podcast, that we don't hear a lot about that I'm excited that you're here is that intersection of the secular world as well as uh, the um, nonprofit or uh, religious side of things uh, in the sense that we hear about uh, the importance of communication on the church side, but, but you're talking about uh, communication lacking a little bit. Uh, in this digital age, in the secular market as well. Do you want to kind of go from the secular market, what they're struggling with, and then how does that apply to us as church leaders? Yeah. So, you know, I actually think that there is a common thread here. I think both secular and religious organizations, I think one of the biggest things that they both struggle with is storytelling. Wow. I think companies, businesses, churches, ministries do not know how to tell engaging stories. I mean, a lot of times you will go to the social media feed, whether it's a business or a church, and all you see are promotional posts. Hey, here's our new product, buy this. Hey, here's our church service, come see us. And they're lacking in storytelling. And one of the things that I always share with my students is that if you go to like Nike, Okay. They are all about storytelling. Mm -hmm. You hardly ever see posts 
about their products. Instead, it's usually totally. some kind of inspirational story yes. that they are sharing. And I think we've got to take cues from that. And they're not yes. the only company that does that. There's other companies no. too. I think it's Red Bull also. They're mm. like an energy drink. And yet yeah. they have this whole niche that yep. they've put out there where they are sharing the stories of like these extreme sport athletes. And it's like, they're yeah. not talking about their energy drink. And so I think that's the one area that I see yes. where companies and churches and ministries are lacking is the storytelling aspect. Right. So before uh, our listeners write the, oh, she, you know, Nike, of course, like we can't, why are we talking about Nike? We can't, right? And, and I want to, I want to, uh, I think that there's parallels and I want you to specifically point those out because it's not about the resources that Nike has. I don't even think it's about the brand awareness. Right. I don't even think of it's about the quality of products, all of which are there. Yes. Um, and, and I don't know, Dr. Jen, have you had the opportunity to tour uh, the Nike campus there in Portland, Oregon? I have not. The one that I okay. toured years ago was Southwest Airlines, their whole social media um, oh, wow. offices and everything, which was incredible, but Nike, okay. I have not, and I would love to. <laughs> okay. So I have a few buddies. So I grew up in Oregon. I was born in Portland. I grew up like an hour South, uh, in a small town called Albany. Um, and then when I played uh, football at Oregon state, a lot of my former teammates now work at Nike. I have some former uh, high school teammates that work at Nike. Uh, and one of those high school teammates, good childhood friend works there. He, um, they, they all have like a job, but if they want to also become what they call a storyteller, uh, they can do that and they give tours uh, to people who are visiting the campus. Those tours could be uh, athletes that are sponsored. It could also just be uh, other business professionals who happen to find themselves on the campus. But every building, this is all proving your point about story and just how yeah. Nike thinks. It's not just about their social feeds. It's not just about their digital strategy. It's not about any, it's not exclusively about any of those things. Every single building down from like small little things. Um, I remember being in the Tiger Woods building and there's details that you would completely miss. Uh, there's like a tiny little golf ball hidden somewhere in the wall and there's like tees and, and certain wow. things that you could easily miss. And so that's why they have these storytellers to point all of these things out as you're taking the tour at Nike. Hey, everything here down to the tiniest architectural details are story. And so when our employees are walking around, when our athletes are walking around, when anybody is here, it is all extra meaningful and extra important and ultimately reinforces our, they call them maxims, uh, which by the way, they have posted all over their campus. Um, and it just everywhere you look reinforces this idea of who we are as a brand. And naturally you resonate with those things and naturally you buy because of that, but it all ties back to story. So I want to further your point, but for someone who's like, well, we can't do any of that because <laughs> we don't have the resources. What are those parallels that aren't about resources that we can start implementing and executing upon uh, as we think about story and integrating that into uh, our churches? Yeah, absolutely. So first of all, I've got to get to Nike. I want yes, to see you do. all of that. It's incredible. It's truly incredible. Yeah, I just can't even imagine. So yeah, that's a that's a really great question because that's something that a lot of um, churches specifically come up with. They're like, we're too small. We don't have the resources. We don't have the budget. We don't have anything to do stories like these other companies are doing. Right. Here's the great thing. Every single one of us have a phone 
like all of us do. And I can tell you, people are not looking for perfection online. They're just not. They want to see true. They want to see, see real. They are not looking for a perfectly put together video of um, this or that. They're just not. And so if your budget is limited, you can find somebody in your congregation that will allow you to do a video from a phone and you can upload it to social media. And here's the thing, phones today, like they are doing some incredible things Mm -hmm. between the cameras and everything that's right here at our fingertips. You don't even need the green screen, all of the, you don't need any of that to put incredible stories out there. And if you feel uncomfortable with video, well, you can do posts on social media around storytelling because people enjoy those also. And so I think we're done with the days of saying that our budget doesn't allow for this. You know, years ago I was helping a church plant and we had nothing. And so what I did was I found people in the congregation who wanted to serve the church and had skills in different areas. So I actually had um, a photographer on the team who loved to take pictures. So every Sunday or church events, she took pictures and we loaded them up on like Google Drive. Um, And then I had a guy who loved doing video and he had some video camera of his own. He utilized that and did some videos for us. And so this was a church plant. And so I think that's key also is that if you don't have the equipment, find people in your church who have a passion for that. Yes. And they might be willing to jump on in and help out. Totally. And don't say they're no for them. This is a little side from just the story, the story thing. And we had lots of people at the conference speak about building teams and building volunteer teams. Yeah. I was actually literally in a, in a uh, meeting yesterday um, with a creative uh, who is on our team uh, at the church out here in, in Los Angeles. And uh, he was talking about uh, when he was first on staff at our church uh, and just kind of getting started, he didn't even really know what kind of a budget he had to work with. Now we're not a small church, so there probably was a budget, but he just went up to uh, a videographer, a friend of his, cause he's in that space. And he's like, look, I have no money to pay you. He just told him, I have no money to pay you. I know we could make this really awesome piece of content. Uh, would you be willing to help? Like, I, I'm sorry. Like, I, I don't have anything to pay, but yeah. would you want to offer? Uh, the, he said, yes, they made some really cool stuff. And now that stuff that he made is like some of the most uh, convertible uh, content that this videographer has in his portfolio to where he's getting jobs because of the stuff that he did. And I'm not saying that any of that is necessarily going to happen every time, but the more of the thing is be honest about where your budget's at. And just because it's zero doesn't mean the answer is no. And so you can make awesome stories. You can do all of these things with zero dollars in your budget Uh, for all the reasons that- We have not because we ask not. And so we just have to get out there (laughs) and be brave and ask people. (laughs) Yes. So how can we, uh, as we take, uh, I'm curious two things where I want to go. I want to stay in this boat for a little bit longer, but I also want to move to the place of, I think we get confused because there's so many channels and it's not just bad storytelling or a lack of storytelling on one channel. It's 
how do we tell, how do we get all of our channels in, in unison with each other so that they're doing different things? We're not uh, over communicating, I guess over communicating is the wrong word. We're not communicating the same bad message in multiple places, but we're using them symbiotically to uh, work together. But I want to stay in the storytelling vein for just a little bit longer. What are maybe one or two things that we can do story-wise, some practical ideas to replace maybe maybe just one of our promotional posts that we're going to throw out? What's a way that we can change that promotional post with a story? Yeah. So good, good question. The first thing I want to say is, and I'm a big believer in this, is you don't have to be on every social media platform. Good. So start- I sign off on one. that as well. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> start with one and do it with excellence. Um, secondly, like promotional stuff and then incorporating storytelling into that. I think a big part of that is, so let's say, I mean, I'm trying to think you're off the top of my head. Let's yeah. say you're going to do, um, a sermon series on Moses and following yeah. the calling of God when he calls and yeah. the excuses that we end up um, sharing with God when he calls us, oh, I can't do this. Yeah. People won't listen to me. I right. don't speak well, all that kind of stuff. So instead of doing a post about, Hey, our next sermon series is going to be on Moses and being called. Um, hopefully people come up with more of a creative title than what yes. I just said. <laughs> um, but what I would do is I would be trying to find someone in the congregation who has a story mm. that might be similar to like Moses's story where um, maybe God was calling this family kind of like mine to move yes. to another place in the United States, but they were scared out of their mind. They yeah. didn't know if they could do it. They didn't have all the answers up front. They questioned God yeah. or somebody who is um, being called to ministry. And again, how am I going to do this? I don't have a seminary degree. I yeah. stutter over my words different. I would look for people that match up with what you're going to talk about. And then yes. I would either do a quick three minute or less video where they're sharing their story, or I would do a post and include a graphic of them, maybe at their job, their work, ministry in action, something um, yeah. so that then you can share somehow that story that coincides with that sermon series. And so yes. that is what is going to connect with your audience. Totally. Because, and this is one of the things I shared at the social media church conference yes. is that when your audience connects with stories, when they see their life yes. in the life of somebody else, then they're like, oh, I'm not alone. Oh my gosh, right. that guy's went through exactly what I'm going through. I got to get to church and listen to this. And so it makes all the difference. That's right. My head is spinning. Uh, so many good ideas here. <laughs> Just thinking about and there's so many applications to that. We want to promote this. Let's find a story that corresponds with that and tell the story. And there's going to be natural promotion uh, that happens out of that. And I think um, one of the things, one of the comments that I was going to make about Nike as well, that again, lots of brands like Nike and even churches that are doing this really well, people connect with people. 
not yes. brands. Uh, right. And they might resonate with a brand, but it's because of the people. And if you go to Nike's page right now, go to Instagram, go to Nike, go to any of their pages. Yep. What you see is almost 99% people, uh, athletes. And I resonate with this athlete because they're like the sport that I like. Okay, I'm going to rep Nike because I resonate with this athlete. Now, right. there there's some really interesting, uh, uh, I should say, there's some really fine lines here that I would, maybe it's for another time that I would also love to dive into, Dr. Jen, about uh, the celebrity culture. Uh, everybody right now, and if you're not, you should, uh, is listening to this Mars Hill podcast that Christianity yep. Today produced. Uh, have you listened to that, by the way? I have. I've listened to one okay. of them. Yep. <laughs> um, okay. I uh, just have some, uh, we might get into that at the end. So, so stay tuned. Uh, and if this conversation, this is a good opportunity to remind you as a listener, if this conversation is inspiring you in any way, or you're thinking of somebody else, just share this link with them, wherever you listen uh, to your podcast, hit subscribe, uh, share this link out. This is such a great conversation. I'm enjoying, I know it's going to impact church leaders um, who are tuning into this. We want as many of those as possible, not for our sake, but for the sake of the advancement of the kingdom of God. That's right. Um, you see people. And when what I see churches lacking in most is we attend churches probably because we can see ourselves in the church. And a lot of that has to do with who we see on stage, who's leading worship, who's communicating. Uh, and it can also happen with even small group leaders and uh, some of our most impactful volunteers we are connected to a church because we can see ourselves there and we're connected there. And that doesn't have to do with the name of your church. Um, right. Any of that, it has to do with the people who are in your church. And so figuring out how do we um, tell more stories? Yes, but it's because of the people and how do we give them more connection to the people, whether it's people on stage or whether it's people uh, that maybe have a, a prominent leadership role somewhere within the life of the church, how are we exposing them and their stories more so that other people can run across and say, wow, I really like this church and I attend this church because of this person. Do you have thoughts right. on any of that, Dr. Jen? Absolutely. Yes. People connect with people. And that's yep. what the church is all about. Like we need yes. each other. And so if you share a story about somebody who overcame the crippling fear when they were diagnosed with cancer yes. and how God led them through that, that person's going to be able to connect yes. with somebody else in the congregation that is currently um, going through that, somebody that was just diagnosed with cancer. So all of a sudden you are not only sharing a story, but then you're bringing people together and yes. that's where it's at. Because when you can make that connection and then you start getting people talking, totally. then amazing things happen. And so, yes, totally. I think we've got to really focus on the fact that people connect with people and yes. we've got to know what's going on in the lives of the people that are attending our church because That's when right. we know what's going on then we've got stories to share about how totally. God is working in the lives of these people and that just makes an incredible difference not only in the church but then you've got all of these individuals in the church yes. who are then going out in the community and making an impact for Christ in some incredible ways absolutely and it, you're talk at the conference that you contributed, uh, you go through uh, seven steps, which we're not going to get into here. Uh, so whatever comes in the future, you're going you're to want to, 
this is a great conversation uh, and it's going to be very practical, but there's some things that we're not covering here that were definitely covered in the conference. But uh, one of those things that you said was the importance of, yes, connecting with people um, and just how important it is that we're telling their stories. And when we can see ourselves uh, within the congregation, uh, we're able to, and when we can see ourselves in the life story of the church, yeah. that is when we're most connected. And I really think that there's a fine line of, of, of promotion and um, creating that kind of fame, that buzz, some of those right. things. And that's the fine line that I'm talking about uh, that the Mars Hill podcast so well illustrates, but I don't think we can, it's not acceptable to be fearful of those things any longer. Uh, and if we're telling stories, we need to be okay. It needs to be done well and responsibly, but we need to do a good job uh, of actually allowing people to connect with other people yes. um, within our church. So yes, stories, very important. Uh, I want to go into how do we make sure that um, the stories we're telling, maybe we have, maybe we started one social media, we picked, we picked a social media, we started there, but in the communications department. Uh, so I kind of want to speak specifically to communications departments. Uh, now, Dr. Jen, thinking about that as kind of our primary audience, or yeah. if you're a church leader here, helping lead your communications department. Um, there's lots of veins of communication, even if we're only on one social media channel, I can still think of email. I can think of even yes. some of our SMS strategies. There's such a comprehensive, just in the digital space alone, there's still such a comprehensive uh, strategy that we have to have where the content is being broken up and, and delivered out. Uh, when you think about strategic communication, how would you speak to this digital age of we're not just putting something in the bulletin and passing it out when people walk through the doors um, or sending out a mailer? There's so much more that goes into it. How are we making sure that we're doing this across all the channels, but also not in a competing way or doing right. everything everywhere, even amongst those digital strategies? Right. Yeah, I think you have to kind of see what can you do at this point in season in your life. So. Gosh, back in, what was it, 2016, 2015, I can't remember. I was working at a church as their communications director, yeah. and I was there for a specific time frame because I helped put systems in place because they didn't have any systems in place for their communication. And so one of the things wow. that we did is we not only got them going on social media, we shared stories, we had weekly um little tidbits of encouragement from the pastor where we would do a live, but we also had like these forms online that we would send people to. Like, if you've got a story to share, fill out this form and we'll be in contact with you. If you've got pictures that you've taken that you'd like us to see, send that to us. We'd also have an email list. We started building our email list. Yep. So we had something even on the website where people could put in their email if they um, either had a question for somebody on staff, the yeah. pastor, um, they wanted to know something, an immediate way to get their email yeah. so then we could stay in contact with them. So between social media, email, we did advertising, especially yep. when it came to some of our um, bigger events around Christmas or Easter. So we did a lot of online advertising around that. Um, and then we even sometimes for some events, we sent out like traditional marketing communication, like postcards, different things like that. So there's a variety of things that you can do. I yes. think you have to look at your budget, look at your team, 
look at your congregation, congregation, look where you're at and then see what are we capable of doing right yes. now and know again that you don't have to do it all. Just yes. pick and choose the most important things. And personally, I think for me, I don't know, you might differ here with me, but I think the two best things a church can do is their social media communication marketing. And number two, figure out a way to build your email list because yes. that email list is gold. It is gold. And Holly Tate uh, contributed a thought to our conference this year. And Holly Tate was on the podcast a little bit ago uh, and had a whole conversation with Nils about how email is not dead. It's very important. Right. Uh, I would throw in there also, I think SMS is up there as well yeah. uh, for all of the same reasons. Uh, email gets you know a really good email list, like 15 to 20% open rate, right? So if you're right. above that, you're crushing it. Uh, texting, obviously 95% yeah. open rate. So that the, the best, um, but obviously we're, we're communicating through those channels differently, but we want to make sure, um, that we're, we're not competing. And so it's not like we're going to put the video here and then we're going to send it out the video, uh, out in email. And then we're also going to, uh, send it, we're going to text it to everybody. Are there strategies, um, that you could give for maybe, you have this story that you're going to tell. How do we tell that on social media and then still highlight it, but maybe it's, it's a different vein of communication via email or yeah. um, so, so I, I'm curious about that. And then maybe the, the second part of the question would be, um, I know th this is the context for our church, as I'm sure it is for many of our listeners. There's just too many things to communicate. We have to whittle right. it down. And the first thing that I go to in my head is like, yes, that's true. But this thing that you need to communicate, that just needs to go out to this segmented email list. So we yes. can promote it. We don't have to cram it all into the weekend. How can we utilize these different channels, Dr. Jen, to not cram everything onto the weekend or say it has to go on social or nobody's going to know about it? Because that's just not true. Right, right. I think you have to decide what is super important for this week, this series, what it is that we're doing right now, because you're absolutely right. You cannot share everything. If you share everything, then nobody's ever going to pay attention to what you send them. Yes. It's just, you're going to lose them. And so you have to decide what is it that we need to share this week that then coincides with what is happening at services this weekend. And so I totally. think that's super important. What is the most important thing right now? And then to your other question, I would say, I think this is where um, that content writer, and again, um, I know a lot of churches don't have a content writer, but I think having somebody who can share a story from a different angle so that you're not just doing copying and pasting from a social media post into yes. an email newsletter, into um, advertising or whatever. You have to figure out how can you word things, say things differently to connect with the person through the media that you are using. So yes. it's almost like social media. Um, if you're putting, putting something on Facebook and then you also wanna put it on Instagram, well, it probably needs to sound, read, yes. look different because there's Definitely. different audiences on different platforms. And the people that are looking at posts on Facebook are going to be different than the people who are looking at posts on Instagram. The people Correct. who are looking at posts on Instagram are probably going to be very different than the people who are opening your emails. And yep. so you have to figure out a way to write 
and showcase content in a way that will connect with your audience. That's right. And I think that's um, it's probably a big part that a lot of, again, businesses, organizations, churches struggle with because it's hard work and it's time consuming. That's right. Uh, but if you want to connect, then you have to really know who are my audiences through these different channels of media and how can I create content in such a way that will specifically connect with them? Does that make sense? Yes, totally makes sense. Okay. Uh, copywriting is very important. Yes. Uh, understanding who you're talking to. And yeah, we do shortcut it by doing the copy paste game. Right. Um, which uh, can lead to less effective communication, even if you are telling stories, less effective communication, which leads to frustration of why aren't people listening? Uh, well, right. you need to make sure that you're talking to them. Right. Uh, and can so I say good. something real quick? Yeah. Yeah. Please. So, like, I'm thinking, so let's say you've got a story from someone on video that you want to share. And you know that this story is really going to connect with your audience of young families, okay? Yep. It's a story that's going to connect with the moms and dads who have toddlers at home right now, and yep. it's really going to connect with them. So that might be a video and copy that you share on Facebook, Instagram, but email, if yep. you've got a list on email that's 60 to 70 year olds, then maybe instead of sharing that video, yes. there's a quick little note from the pastor about how this sermon, this upcoming weekend is going to connect with them. And so, so again, it goes back to knowing your audience and creating that content in yes. such a way that will connect with your different audiences. So good. So good. You don't have to, you don't have to send the same content out to everybody all right. the time. Be right. intentional, not only with the copy based on the medium that you're sending it out, but also with who's receiving it. I think the temptation that we fall into as church leaders, I spent so much time making this. Everybody needs to see it. Right. Uh, and instead <laughs> we need to get into the mindset of, yes, that might've taken a lot of time, uh, but it's going to be more effective when we send it out to the correct audience. And That's we right. should also be creating margin in our churches where um, if you do have a larger team, uh, you do have dedicated people to those things so that it doesn't feel like, oh, I spent all this time. Well, yeah, you're, you're the videographer. This was all you're focused on. We're not going to ask you to be the videographer, photographer, be there on the weekend, do all these things, uh, right? Also be the copywriter. Also be the one that edits it for social media. Um, and, and I think that feeling starts to go away when you have intentional people who are filling intentional roles all working together. And again, they don't just have to be staff people. And matter of fact, I would argue they shouldn't be. Empower people within your church yes. to be the church uh, and hop in there. Dr. Jen, as we wrap up, I want to make sure that we talk about all of the things that you're involved in. Uh, you have a podcast. Um, you, you, you are a strong female voice and you do a great job of using your platform to speak to females in this space who are leading people uh, yeah. in all shapes and forms. You have a book, podcast. Uh, I'm going to forget them if I try to list them off. I'd love for you to just tell our audience everything that's going on and you can find all of this stuff and maybe even some other stuff that we forgot to mention in the show notes of this episode. Yeah, Dr. Jen, uh, all those things. Yeah. So I just recently started a podcast. It went live April 15th. It's called the yeah. She Impacts Culture Podcast. I'm super just excited about it because as a communicator, I love sharing the stories of other women. And 
it has been an absolute pleasure sharing the stories of these women who are allowing God to use them in some incredible ways, whether that's, that's through right. their work, in their communities, in their neighborhoods, and just how they're using their voices, their gifts, skills, and talents to impact this world for Christ. And so, yeah, you can find that on any of the major podcasting platforms. It's called She Impacts Culture. I also have a book out. It's called Be Worth Following, uh, which is like my first little baby, my book baby. Uh, But it's all about being a woman who is on social media and being someone who is worth following because we have an incredible opportunity to share the hope and freedom that is found in Jesus on social media with people all over the world. And if we would use that tool, that medium that we have to really um, share the good news of Jesus through storytelling, um, you'd be amazed at the doors that would open up. So you can find that book on Amazon and then, um, yeah, you can find more information about me, learn more about me at drjenbennett.com. And you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Dr. Jen Bennett. Love that. Last question, Dr. Jen, what is your favorite social media platform currently right now? And I'd imagine that's probably also the best place for people to send you a DM. Yeah, I would say Instagram. I really like Instagram, although I know they're starting to go to video, which um, makes me a little sad. Their algorithm's going to be more video based. Yeah. So if you're just putting pictures up, it's not going to, I've noticed that already. People. Yeah. And I love pictures and stuff like that, but they can really find me on Instagram at Dr. Jen Bennett. I'd love to connect with them there. Yes. And she genuinely means that DM her. And, uh, we talk about it all the time here. I'm in so many ways, and this is a longer story than what I'm going to dive into. In a lot of ways, I am the co-host of this podcast because way back in 2013, I sent Jay Cranda and Neil Smith a DM asking them questions about how to build a volunteer team. Uh, All of the years in between has been a long journey, but you never know where a DM is going to go. And even if they don't respond, that is literally the worst thing that can happen. They don't respond. Uh, So if you have questions or you want to connect further with Dr. Jen or myself, always, always, always send us a DM. Uh, anywhere. Dr. Jen, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you. It's been my pleasure. Well, uh, I would encourage you, if you haven't yet subscribed to this podcast, wherever you're listening right now, take a moment, hit subscribe, write a review if you want to be extra awesome. Uh, This helps church leaders just like yourself find content that's going to help them bring those who are far from God near to God. We realize you do not have all the time in the world to get in the weeds, figuring out all of these new social media platforms. And so Nils and I try to connect with the leading voices in this space, have conversations that you can listen to in 30 to 40 minutes so that you don't have to do all of the legwork and research, but your ministry is amplified because of it. So please write a review. Um, hit subscribe. You can also connect with us at socialmedia.church. Connect with Dr. Jen in the show notes of this episode. And until next time, my name is Aaron, and this is the Social Media Church Podcast.